If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. It's time for you to add value. Are you struggling with stress? Do you feel like life is out of control? Do you run out of time to get your to-do list tackled? Well, we have a special gift for you. Stop by addvaluemindset.com and claim your free gift today. I'm so excited for today's guest, Chelsea Haynes. Recently featured the Gut Health Coach by Yahoo Finance, Chelsea has a unique way of helping high performers heal. She doesn't claim to know best. Her mission to remind you that you are the expert on your body, only you know precisely what you need, and you are not crazy for feeling how you feel. Her expertise stems from personally healing autoimmune disease paired with formal degrees in psychology, gut health, and mindfulness. She's the founder of the Gut Health Agency, where a team of health coaches and registered dietitians merge health coaching with clinical gut testing for increased patient compliance and lasting habit change, a needle-moving combination not otherwise seen in the gut health space. Her model for peak performance, trust your gut and digest your life. Chelsea Haynes and Robert have a mind-blowing conversation about the impact of the mind on gut health and how so much of the diet industry is based on scarcity and fear. Chelsea shares incredibly powerful mind and spirit tools to help people take control of their health. Chelsea extends so much grace in the freedom to enjoy food rather than have this good and bad relationship with food that creates guilt and shame, which are not helpful emotions for finding success. Chelsea, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm looking forward to learning about this gut-brain connection and all the ways that you are helping people change their health and, and change their thinking. Thanks, Robert. I'm really excited to be here. I know it's going to be a valuable conversation. Absolutely. So typically, I just let each guest share their entrepreneurial journey and tell us how they got to jumping into entrepreneurship and, and serving people in the way they're serving them. Yeah, sure. And I'll skip through this pretty quickly because I know people are here <laughs> wanting the juicy stuff. So ultimately, you know, many of us on an entrepreneurial journey are probably here because of our own personal story in the past. So uh, for many years, I uh, managed autoimmune disease, specifically psoriasis, through gut health and eventually became a yoga teacher and then a certified health coach and then eventually decided to launch my own business to help other people um, optimize their gut health so they can also uh, manage their autoimmune system symptoms as well as other undesired health issues that they were having. Beautiful. So I, I want to dig a little bit more into into your why and 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 what you know what drove you to explore this for yourself and and the, the value that you're bringing. Awesome. So obviously, typically this is you know gut health is is overlooked in in a lot of ways when it comes to the health conversation, um, and and certainly when it comes to thinking, and I. I just, my own experience, at least with brain and, and gut connection is with my mom's Alzheimer's and, and the number of issues that arose that could be, you know, diet related. And, and, and there's not a lot of people out saying, you know, yes, this is diet related. There's actually some now saying it's, you know, more likely autoimmune, mm -hmm. um, but still autoimmune is, can be. Um, very well controlled with with better diet and and better you know 
putting food in our bodies that are actually fuel rather than food in our bodies that are actually poison or, you know, taking away from, from the body. So help, help me understand what drove you to that place of, of exploring this more and wanting to teach others. Yeah. I mean, ultimately in high school, I started seeing bouts of psoriasis pop up on my skin. And after many years of being sort of just shoved steroid creams in my face by dermatologists and people who were just not willing to dig deeper, after I graduated college and my, my autoimmune symptoms had progressed, I really wanted to dig deeper and make sure that this did not progress even further into psoriatic arthritis. I really wanted to make sure that this, you know, th these symptoms did not make their way into my joints. So I trusted my gut and I hired my first health coach uh, in 2009 and she put me on a gut healing protocol and it changed my entire life. Um, I'm sure many people listening here who have undesired health symptoms or, or rapidly progressing symptoms or, or even, you know, other diagnoses, you know, you're the one living in your body and you really, you really need to trust yourself enough to be able to dig deeper. And, um, ultimately I love Western medicine for what it is, you know, in the case of a broken bone or an emergency, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And when it comes to chronic illness, we're just really not caught up with what we can do as far as root cause healing. It's really all about symptom management and bless that journey as well. You know, I, I don't believe that we need to suffer along our healing journey. However, if we're just constantly muting our symptoms, and in my case, that was with steroid creams, every time I stopped taking them, it would come back with a vengeance. And, and it just was this awful cycle. And the more I dug into it, the more help I started finding, the more I realized that there was a lot lot deeper of a picture here. So um, yeah, I hired my first health coach in 2009, and it's been a wonderful journey since of self, self-discovery, self-healing, uh, more education, more education, more education. <laughs> and uh, in addition to my formal degree in psychology, which we'll, we'll circle back to the gut health piece about that, it's, it's really important. The mental piece is really an important piece of it all. Um, ultimately it just got to a point where being able to provide a place where we can combine testing with coaching is ultimately what helps patient compliance and really getting people to the root cause as to well why why is this happening in the first place i truly believe that the body doesn't just randomly attack it itself for no reason i know as as many people will want you to believe you know i truly believe that the body is is made in the image of god and and we can regenerate and heal and naturally detox in almost magical and mystical ways. And if there's something wrong with that process, if something is happening and our body is attacking itself and manifesting in, in undesirable symptoms, fill in the blank of all of the plethora of autoimmune diseases that are out there right now, um, then there's your immune system is trying to do what it's trying to do, but it's confused. There's something that it's attacking, but it's unable to get to the actual offender. And that is what we help you do at the gut health agency at, at my company. We, we help you through clinical diagnosis as well as health coaching. We merge these two in a six month program. We help you figure out exactly what is causing your, your symptoms to flare up. So that way you can manage it in a graceful and also empowered kind of way. Well, it's so, so important. Obviously, I think Western medicine has evolved similar to 
our, our Western food systems uh, mm -hmm. have evolved and, and the idea that we can have 15 fast food restaurants in a neighborhood, but no healthy food options that are mm -hmm. affordable or convenient. Mm -hmm. And so um, convenience trumps health. And, mm -hmm. and I think um, the idea of a quick fix of, you know, the bullet repair is why the, the, the medicine system has shifted so much towards symptom management and, 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 you know, at its simplest level, it's I have a headache, take an aspirin, right? And and yet, obviously, that same uh, symptomology and, and cure does not work for autoimmune situations. And and in a lot of cases, I don't know why we're we're lost in this focus on the symptoms rather than let's let's look at the causes. But in in many controversial issues in our culture today we're we're focused on the consequences and taking away consequences without taking away the, the root causes so it, it doesn't surprise me in in any way yeah. and i think one of the the biggest things is food is emotional for most mm -hmm. americans and mm -hmm. and you look at food menus when you go out to eat and 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 you try to pick the the thing on the menu that's going to make you feel the best rather than thinking about no one is teaching still as far as i know kids especially and even adults that food is fuel and that it should be obvious i i, I realize it should be obvious but having been in the coaching space now for four years and prior to that 20 years in ministry space that it's not obvious and and people don't don't think about food in that way <laughs> they have a very emotional connection to the foods they enjoy and and enjoyment is is certainly more important to what's the impact very few people are stuffing a piece of cake in their mouth thinking what's the impact this piece of cake is going to have on me later right other than yeah. the joke about a minute on the lips you know lifetime mm -hmm. on the hips but but even that's a joke that that mm -hmm. they're you know expressing and so how do we talk more about this and how do we help more people recognize that food is fuel and there are foods that are better for your body than others. And, and, and not everybody is the same, right? Some, some yeah. bodies have a higher tolerance for glutens and, and other things. And other people are, are, are more sensitive to those things and, and figuring, figuring those things out for yourself yeah. um, and, and choosing to fuel your body rather than feed it. Yeah. So Robert, I'm going to throw this completely upside down on your head Let's right now. Do it. Even the things that you're saying are kind of cringy. <laughs> I'm gonna throw it out there. They're kind of cringy. Yes. Food can be fuel, but food is also pleasure and that's okay. And food is emotional and that's why we enjoy it. We have taste buds for a reason. <laughs> We're supposed to enjoy our food. And I think the the dialogue that food is only fuel and that's it is really why people are so confused around health and well-being and why um, so many people have this either or mindset. Either I'm on a diet and I'm healthy or I throw it all out the window and I'm not. And wow, you so know, we're, here, we're here to rewrite that whole story because that's just BS that diet culture has has told you and and brainwashed you to believe so that way then you do take their quick fixes and their pills and and their you know whatever their detox teas and all the other things that they want you to purchase in order to solve all your problems 
So let's let's just like throw all that out the window and remember that actually life is meant to be enjoyed. Mm. And, you know, our basic needs, safety, love and acceptance come when we start enjoying our life. Procreation is a sensual, pleasurable experience. You know, it, food is is a is fuel because it fuels our cells, but it is also a pleasurable and sensual experience. <laughs> and, and if we take that away from the experience of food and we only make it this robotic food is fuel only, and, and if convenience always trumps it, and then you're always going to be this horrible person, and you're always going to be eating cake forever, and you're always going to be fat and blah, 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 blah. Now we've just made it, now we've just made it about morality. And at the end of the day, that's not what this is about. You know, food is doesn't have morals. You you can say that there are more nutrient dense foods and there are nutrient deficient foods, sure. But ultimately, is food good or bad? No, no. Mm -hmm. And based on what you eat, does that mean you are a good person or a bad person? Oh. Absolutely not. But that is the emotional component that we've learned to associate with our relationship with food. So let's just like take a step back here and remember that when we start to add our identity as who we are based on what we are doing in life, that's where the problem starts to come in. Right? I don't care what you do. You, you are worthy of all that you desire. And God has brought you on this earth to enjoy the process of it. And that includes eating. <laughs> so if you're not enjoying the process, and that's because there's this pressure to remember that I'm not allowed to eat certain foods or, oh, I'm just hitting the convenience. But yeah, if you need to, listen, I work with high performing people. Convenience is always what's going to trump. But if you consider yourself as a bad person because you're having to hit the easy button because you're a mom, you're a business owner, you're, you're a career focused person, you, you, you have people that rely on you. There is a way for it both to exist. That either or mindset that either I have, either I can be healthy or life gets to be convenient is scarcity, is the belief that I'm not worthy of and and more. Mm. <laughs> I'm allowed to actually experience convenience and vitality and pleasure. Robert, there's a time and space for all of it. And this is, again, how rewriting the paradigm and how differently we're doing it at the Gut Health Agency, this is how we are helping people actually heal and get off of the diet train and move away from all these BS beliefs that you're not allowed to enjoy your food and that you can only eat food as fuel and that, <laughs> no, because I need to fuel my soul too. Like what is... Yeah, I'm, I'm three parts. I'm mind, body, and soul. It's divine. So, you know, my soul deserves a little bit of love and attention too. And what if we no longer demonized certain foods as, oh, I was so bad last night. I ate cake. No, you weren't. Honey, if you wanted to be bad, go like do something bad. You ate some cake. That doesn't mean you were bad last night, but that's the mindset that most people are programmed into because that's how diet culture has taught us to believe. So flipping that all up on its head, <laughs> ripping open, you know, the Pandora's box on this because it's really 
when it comes to living a gut healthy life, it is about embracing the abundance of joy and pleasure of body nourishing and fueling, of soul nourishing and fueling, and creating loving space for all of it. And separating our identity of who I am versus what I am doing. Mm. You are a human being. You're not a human doing. So like, let's start tapping into who you are being while you are eating. And that is going to be where your life can completely change. Because if you are being gracious, grateful, mindful, appreciative, sensual, pleasurable, if you're having a pleasurable experience, if you're being pleasant while you're eating, then what you are doing doesn't really, sorry, then what you are doing will have so much more impact. So let me give you some actual examples here. Somebody wants to lose 60 pounds in six months. Well, first off, I will say, Great goal. And is it actually achievable in a healthy way? I'm not sure. We can get curious about that. From what I have seen, it's been a little bit of a different journey for every single person. But achievable goals make it so much more fun, so much more to celebrate. So why don't we start with like a bite-sized piece here, an all food and pun, all poop puns intended here, Robert. We're gonna, we, we haven't even gotten into the poop talk yet, right? First off, if you're not pooping every day, call me right away because you should be having at least one, if not two to three bowel movements every single day. Yes, every single day. So if you're not pooping every single day, if it's just, oh, my whole life, I've only gone two to three days per week, you need to call me now because you're chronically constipated and that's not good. So that being said, but that doesn't make you a bad person. Just Let's because it's not good that you're constipated doesn't mean you're not a good person. So like, You might not feel very good, though. <laughs> you don't feel very good. And even if you're operating on this peak performance kind of mindset, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm doing, of course, I'm, I'm doing good. Look at my life. Look at my career. Look at the outside world that's affirming that I'm doing great. But really, like, how are you really doing? When you lay in bed at night, are you wired? Are you having an afternoon crash every single day? Do you have to pop pain meds because you have migraines or you have consistent headaches all the time? Are you relying on caffeine to get you through the day? So taking it a step back, it's all about dropping into curiosity about your relationship with yourself and the world around you, right? Who we are being. If I want to lose any number of weight, if I want to lose 10 pounds in a certain period of time, and I go about it with exercising more and eating less, which is what diet culture will tell you. Only eat at certain times and only eat certain things. and Eat less of all those things and then burn more calories. Will it work in the short term? Maybe. Maybe. Will it work in the long term? Absolutely not. And this is why 95% of people who go on diets gain it all back and some. And that's because... You're relying on willpower and adrenaline and cortisol, which are hell of drugs, right? Adrenaline and cortisol are highly addictive and they're naturally produced in our body. And then we do things in our life that give us more of that dopamine hit, caffeine, social media, all the things that affirms that we're crushing it in life. And now our adrenal glands are working on, on overdrive. Okay, so... At the core of who you're being is not safe, love, and accepted because you're not even accepting yourself. 
you're running yourself into the ground in order to hit a certain number on the scale in order to accept and love yourself, hoping that then everyone else in the world is going to love and accept you too. So what if in that process, i.e. a dogmatically healthy meal, a salad, let's just put a salad out there, which by the way, if you have gut issues, salads are very hard to digest. So like, let's just throw all the salads out the window too. But <laughs> I eat a dogmatically healthy food, but in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my God, I have this to do and I have that to do. And oh my God, I'm still not good enough. I still have to do my workout and I still have to pick up the kids and oh, I better watch what I'm eating. And I have to make sure I only eat a certain amount. And oh, is this push, is this portioned out correctly? Is my body focused on digesting that food? No way. Am I, no way. Am I enjoying the experience of my food? Probably not. Probably it's just not. one more thing to rush through. It's now fuel. <laughs> See how that works? So now this fuel that I just shoved into my mouth and in all my orifices without even being turned on. And yes, this is an adult conversation, right? I don't want anything shoved into any orifice anywhere in my body unless I'm turned on and ready for it. Okay. We need to be wet. We need to be salivating. We need to be excited about what is about to happen. The pleasurable experience that we're about to experience, we need to be ready for it in order for all the things to work. In that moment, do you think this dogmatically healthy food, am I, is my gut going to absorb the nutrients and eliminate any potential toxins in that meal, like maybe bugs that made their way on my salad or chemicals, their pesticides? Is my body going to be able to function appropriately if I went into it, just shoving it in, thinking it's fuel, fill up the tank? Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Simultaneously... If I eat something like a BLT sandwich, which maybe isn't like dogmatically bad, but there's gluten, there's bacon, there's mayonnaise, right? All these things in our brain are thinking, oh my God. But it did have a tomato. But it had a tomato and it had some lettuce, right? But again, we're stepping away from this. Look, a BLT. BLT can be considered dogmatically not good food, right? Because if you're if you're focused on health and you can't do gluten and you can't do mayonnaise and you know you can't do bacon, heaven forbid there's cheese on there. Heaven forbid, which I don't think traditionally there is, but again, another dogmatically bad food that we've labeled as bad, dairy and gluten. If I sit down and I say to whomever I believe in, thank you for these provisions and thank you for the opportunity for me to be able to sit down and enjoy this meal. Thank you for the teeth in my mouth and my taste buds that will give me a pleasurable experience. You know, thank you for the fact that oh, I can take a deep breath and, and nourish my body with this food, which will absorb in my cells and keep me going throughout the day. What do you think is going to happen? It'll be more enjoyable. It will definitely be more enjoyable, which in turn will turn my stomach acid production on, which in turn will also turn my peristalsis and my, my migrating motor complex on, which in turn will get my liver gallbladder producing bile like I need it to do. It'll get my pancreas producing enzymes that will help me break down the protein fats and fiber that are in that sandwich. And guess what? I'm going to have a beautiful, healthy number four on the brisk, the, the, um, Oh my gosh, my brain just died. There's a chart. It's a poop chart. A number four on the poop chart. Just Google poop chart and it'll pop up. You're going to have a beautiful, healthy number four on the poop chart tomorrow morning after you enjoy 
that BLT sandwich. And guess what? It's going to be beautiful. It's not going to be explosive. You're not going to be bloated. You're going to absorb all the nutrient dense and those whole grains and the eggs that are in that mayo, you know, the lettuce and the tomato, the nutrients and the vitamins that are in that. And guess what? It will be a lovely experience. And you're probably not going to binge an entire thing because now you're going into it with this mindset of, I'm going to honor this food and my body and I'm going to eat until I'm satiated, until I'm full. And then I'm going to save the rest for later. Or if I'm still hungry, I'm going to keep eating it. But I'm not going to overstuff myself because I've no longer made it about, I've no longer made it about having to stuff myself because I'm being bad and that feels good. <laughs> wow. So lot powerful. There. there was a lot yeah. there. <laughs> oh, but, but so much. Um, first of all, I love dropping into curiosity and, mm -hmm. and exploring a little deeper there. And so we're going to come back to that one because that's so powerful, but just the power of gratitude in, in starting the meal. And, mm -hmm. and I realize not everybody, you know, says grace or praise before their meal, but, but to start the meal with gratitude yeah, really you does to anybody to be grateful for the food that's in front of you. You can even just stop and pause and take a deep breath and feel grateful for the fact that you're alive and you're about to eat a BLT sandwich. Like that's freaking exciting to me. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I love that experience. Um, and I know because I deeply trust in my body's abilities. I mean, Robert, if you need some proof that your body is, is magical, look at a scar on your arm. Maybe you cut yourself when you were a kid. That once open wound regenerated, created a protective scab and healed itself until the scab eventually fell away and left you with fresh new skin. Like scars are proof that your body is able to regenerate and heal. So if anybody else is trying to tell you otherwise, I would question who you're listening to. Um, if anyone else is trying to tell you that they know your body better than you do, I would, I would question getting advice from them. <laughs> well, especially when they, they don't spend five minutes asking you what's going on and, right. and trying to really understand you no know, longer term symptoms and longer term issues. And, you know, and I mean, I know from, from personal experience, my sister had a brain tumor and the doctors told her she was a liar when she said that she can impact her own sleep by what she eats and, and, and how she acts during the day. And the doctor yeah. said, well, that's impossible. And, and she could control the seizures she was having. Doctors, that's impossible. And she had a journal that proved it. And yeah. because of that journal, she got appointments at John Hopkins. But by the time she got to the appointment at John Hopkins, there was no tumor anymore. So, yeah. So the body, the body can do incredible things when, when exactly. given... The and of course, it's all nuanced. So I will add there, Robert. You know, I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to say, listen, if you eat cake, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and only process sugar your entire <laughs> life, then you're going to be thriving. But guess what? Ultimately, that's probably not going to make you feel super good. So no, you know, the on the surface, it might for the first couple of days, but. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, it's right. going to feel like, ugh. Right. Go on vacation and eat five days of only cake, and then let's see how you feel. This is really what it's what it's all about. You know, the Gut Health Agency, we don't, we don't look, we do clinical testing because, listen, ultimately, if there's an infection that we have to address in your gut, we have to address that. But ultimately, what's the proof in the pudding that it's working? Well, how are you feeling? How right. are you feeling? We've gotten so far away 
from trusting how we are feeling as the key indicator as health or success because we want somebody else or something else like some type of blood test to tell us that we are like in perfect health. It's amazing the irony of that when we go to our doctor and we get the green light, you're in perfect health, your blood test came came back all right, but you're covered in hives from head to toe. Well, I'm not feeling right. <laughs> what do you mean I'm in perfect health? That doesn't make any sense. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? I mean, well, it's funny. Look at look at every single one of the drug commercials and what are they showing? They're showing people just living, feeling good. They're not even nothing in the drug commercials related at all to the symptoms or the thing that they're describing, but they're focused on the feeling. And that's why people really quickly just get on the phone and call their doctor and say, wow, I need that drug because look how good those people are feeling. I want to feel that good. I desire to feel good. And there's a lot to that too. You know, there's a lot of nuance behind the concept of desire and depending Mm. on how you grew up and how you were raised, you may have been taught that desires are bad and that if you desire things and you're a bad person and heaven forbid you're... I don't know, you desire things that are considered sinful or lustful or pleasure. If you desire pleasure, but you actually believe that pleasure, you've been taught that pleasure is sinful, that's 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 a whole pack, that's a whole box of worms we gotta unpack, honey. Cause listen, why else did God put you here if you're if you're not allowed to enjoy the process again? I mean, this is like, and again, I say, God, there's a reason why your soul is here. I don't really care who put you here. I don't really, I don't care who or how you believe you got here, but ultimately do you believe that you are worthy of enjoying your hundred years on this earth? Heaven forbid you get there, right? It's, it's the, the emotional piece and the mental piece. Again, this brings it back to like, how do I start healing my gut? Because I think that's important to get to. I know I've, I think everyone here is probably, well, what do I do, right? Yeah, I want to feel good. I get it. But what do I do to get there? First of all, you got to start asking, how do I be to get there? <laughs> because the more doing you're going to do, the more you're going to work in the opposite direction. It's the same thing as that same example. While you're working out, if you're just pushing yourself into a more gener- adrenaline, more cortisol every single day, I mean, ask any big bodybuilder, you have to incorporate rest days into that, se- that sequence for a reason. For the average person who's just trying to optimize their health, if you're pushing yourself so far that ultimately your body doesn't feel safe, remember safety, love, and acceptance, three needs of every human being, if your body doesn't feel safe, You're not going to lose the weight. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Perfect Publishing, a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing carefully chooses heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You will see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Well, let's, let's jump back to that adrenaline and cortisol that mm-hmm. not only happen when you exercise or you work out so hard, but also happen when you jump into fight or flight. And if you're not feeling safe and you're sitting on your couch and you jump into fight or flight and you get these dumps of adrenaline and cortisol, that load your body, 
-hmm. And these are drugs, right? These are internal hormones that are designed for movement. They're designed for fight or flight. They're designed to save your life, to, to protect you. But so many people are experiencing these dumps of adrenaline and cortisol sitting on their couch or sitting at their desk. And then they sit in those drugs for nine hours if they're a man, 24 hours if they're a woman. And, and that the body just goes, yeah. and then they wonder why they're feeling yeah and depressed. And I mean, it just well, leads to so many things. Yeah, our our baseline, typical baseline. Our baseline is meant to be rest and digest, which we don't even really hear about. And, and that is <laughs> except your for when you're going swimming. That's yeah. Well, maybe don't eat before you go swimming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your baseline is meant to be rest and digest. This is your parasympathetic parasympathetic central nervous state of being. So we're bringing it back to who am I being, not what I'm. What am I doing for gut health? If your baseline is not rest and digest, it is fight or flight, which means your nervous system is constantly in a sympathetic state, we have to address your nervous system health even before we get to gut health. So let me explain that a little bit deeper. You have a central nervous system, right? Your brain and your spinal cord send messages constantly to and from your body and back again. That's like the very short and simple of it, right? But I think we can all understand that. Messages now being sent from your brain and spinal cord, sending out not only to your organs, but also to your per peripheral limbs, are constantly either saying, we are safe, do these things, or we are in trouble, do these things. Mm. We live in a world, okay, the subconscious brain that, that controls your brain, your, your, your central nervous system, the, sub, the autonomic nervous system that's controlled doesn't understand the difference between real threat and perceived threat. That's a huge key distinction. Or, or even imagined. Even if you're just thinking about threat. Now, this is anything that threatens safety, love, or acceptance. So I'm talking social media. That's constantly giving you information that you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're going to be in fight or flight when that's happening. If you're sitting in traffic on your way to a meeting, and you're going to be late for the meeting and you're afraid of those repercussions, you're in fight or flight. If you're getting dinner ready and the kids are screaming in the background and, you're, and they're driving you insane, you are in fight or flight. If your nervous system is out of whack, we have to address that first. So let me, let me explain to you why. During the pandemic, we were in a crisis situation. How did we manage that crisis to the best of our abilities? We shut down the unnecessary businesses so-called and we yeah i put air quotes there if you're only listening to this podcast there were air quotes around that and and the quote-unquote um essential businesses were allowed to stay open for business right now let's take that analogy into our body if we are in a crisis state which every single time we are in fight or flight which whether the kids are bothering you or you're in traffic or you're watching a, a horror movie or you're on social media, you're probably in fight or flight, which most of us think is safety because the first seven years of our life was traumatic. Many of us actually feel like we're thriving in that state. So there's a lot to address here and unpack. But when we're in that state, what are the essential businesses in my body? My brain my heart, and my lungs. That's pretty much it. 
That's pretty much it. And the gut is not a part of that. The gut is not an essential business. So guess what? When you're in a crisis state, digestion is the first process to close its doors. You can go days, weeks without food. As long as you stay a little bit hydrated, you can live a long time without food. It is a non-essential business. So as you're driving to work or in between meetings, here you are now shoving your lunch in your mouth on the go, or you're eating your kids' leftovers. You know, you cut you cut their sandwiches because they won't eat it unless you cut the, the crust off. So all you have to eat is their crust of their leftover PB&J while they're screaming in the background. Saliva is not being produced. Your mouth is probably dry as heck. Your throat and your esophagus have very little movement. Your stomach has zero stomach acid. So if you deal with acid reflux, it's not because you have too much acid. It's because you don't have an, you don't have any. It's not acid that's coming back up your esophagus, honey. It's fermenting food and gas that's burning your esophagus. And the reason why it's coming back up is because we have a flap on the bottom of our esophagus, our esophageal sphincter, that only stays closed if we have enough acid in our stomach. So if there's not enough acid to keep that closed, all your food is going to ferment and come back up and it's going to be really painful and really awful. And then you're going to take proton pump inhibitors, which is going to inhibit even more acid, <laughs> which might soothe along the way, but then long you're going to keep that flap open and every time you eat, food's going to come back up. So if you have acid reflux, call me. We need to talk. And stop taking Tums right away. But if you're, if you're relying on them, don't stop cold turkey because you're going to really suffer. So again, Bless that medicine is what we say, because we're going to use that medicine for symptom relief along the way, but we're Transition. also going to address your stomach acid levels. We're going to get your stomach producing acid again. So bringing it back, not what am I doing for gut health? Who am I being for gut health? I don't give a crap what you're eating for lunch. If you're stressed out, it doesn't matter what you're eating for lunch. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the healthiest thing in the world, quote unquote, you're not going to feel good. And then you're going to wonder why. And then you're going to blame it on the beans, which are like some of the most nutrient-dense, high-fiber, delicious, amazing foods out there, right? Like we need more legumes in our life, but we also need red meat. We also need fish. We also need whole grains. So like just stop listening to everybody else and trust how you feel when you are eating. If you're feeling bad when you're eating, quote unquote, healthy foods, and you feel good when you're eating dogmatically bad foods, pasta and fast food, ask yourself, who am I being while I'm eating that food? I'm probably really relaxed when I'm eating that fast food cheeseburger because it was the easy button and I'm enjoying it and it's so good. And of course, I'm not going to get reflux when I eat that cheeseburger in the drive-thru because I'm relaxed. My digestion's turned back on. Whoa, shocker. What if we brought that same energy into anything else you're doing in life? I mean, again, this is an adult conversation, so earmuffs for the kids. But again, if I'm having a, a sensual experience with my partner, but I'm not turned on, I'm not into it, am I going to get out of it what I desire? Probably not. Probably not. Same thing with our experience with food. So consistently, we live in a time and space where our nervous system is constantly being pushed into fight or flight. So our digestive system is constantly being shut down all day, every day. But then I know I have to eat, so I'm shoving it in, leading to even more issues. So again, this is where the health coaching comes into play. We can't just stick you on a diet and expect you to 
automatically feel better and lose weight and, and change your whole life. That's why diets don't work. This is why so, root cause healing is so important. So let's talk about obviously the power of positivity in, in healing, but, but yeah. the power of positivity in, in keeping us out of stress and out of anxiety and, and out of yeah. fight or flight. Yeah. It's a great question, Robert. And I actually wrote an article. It's on LinkedIn. Um, it's called the, um, something about toxic po positivity and how mm -hmm. that doesn't help us. So that's where, you know, I, I say that because we can't just gratitude our way through life when we're, when we're dealing with some big feels. If you think about the energetics of emotions, if you want to, you know, we, we are all frequency. We know that everything has a frequency. We know that this solid matter, the cells are actually moving and vibrating at a microscopic level. We are all frequency. So we know that we can test it. That's that's science there, right? So this this might sound woo woo, but it's actually not. It's it's science, which in my opinion is the most woo woo magical thing in the world. To be honest, we're <laughs> diving into procreation and how you create a human being. That I'm gonna I say a, a few four letter words. They all involve poop. That shit is magical. Okay, like yeah. So yeah, poop, crap, shit, all the things. So thinking about frequency and the energetics of emotions. If we are down at a low frequency energy like shame or guilt, which we've all felt, we've all done things we're shameful for, we've all done things we feel guilty for, it's going to be really hard if I'm in those feelings to then say, oh, I'm grateful for another day when actually I'm not really, I'm just feeling really bad. I'm feeling really shameful. I'm feeling really guilty. Okay, so what do we do instead? We slowly work our way up the emotional ladder. You can Google this too. The, the emotion, I think it's called the emotional scale. Um, and it actually looks like a spiral, which is very interesting to consider. Because if I were to say, Robert, I just need you to positivity your way into health and well-being. You might be like, yeah. Because <laughs> guess what? I'm not feeling good. So don't expect me just to feel positive and happy about that because life kind of sucks right now. So how do we how do we biohack that? How do we get past it? We create space for the guilt, the shame, and the pain. Maybe we get curious about it, just like what you said. If I'm curious about something, it's impossible to judge it. If I'm curious about you, Robert, it's impossible for me to judge you. If I'm curious about my own pain and suffering and what led to it and what's continuing to feed it, I can't judge it anymore because I'm now curious about it. If I start asking myself, hmm, I did something I'm shameful about. How interesting. That opens a tiny little crack for further exploration. Rather than saying, I did something I feel shameful about and I'm judging myself and I'm a horrible person because of it, that just closes all the doors right up. If I did something I'm shameful about and I say, how interesting that I did that thing that I'm so guilty and embarrassed and ashamed by. How interesting. I wonder what led me to do that thing. I wonder what aspect of myself did not feel safe, loved, or accepted that caused me to do that thing in order to try to get those things, as sad as an attempt as it might have been. If our basic needs are not being met, we will do some crazy things in order to meet them. 
if I'm in the marriage for 40 something years, but at the end, I don't feel love or accepted by my partner, I might cheat on them. Not because I'm a bad person or because I don't love them, but because my needs are not being met in this relationship. Now, are we blaming somebody? No. I'm taking responsibility for my own actions here, and I'm starting to understand why I did them. Mm -hmm. I ate an entire carton of ice cream last night, and now I don't feel good, and I feel shameful and regretful about that. How interesting. I wonder what led me to make that choice. Hmm. I wonder what I believed about myself that led me to thinking I needed to do this thing in order to feel good. Hmm. How interesting. Now, so powerful. Now that curiosity just went from guilt and shame into maybe one level up, which as we start to unfold the pieces, you might experience sadness and then anger, which believe it or not are higher on the scale than guilt or shame, which listen, if I'm working with a client and they're at anger, I'm like, yes, yes. we up on the scale. Be pissed off at your mom who told you you were always so fat and not allowed to eat ice cream and now you're binge eating ice cream because you're an adult. Really, you're a child in an adult's body and you can make your own decisions and you're just trying to live your best life. Be angry about that. Be angry. Ooh. You mean if I let myself be angry, it doesn't mean I'm an angry person. It just means that I'm experiencing anger right now. How interesting well i love that i one of the things i work with my clients is recognizing that emotions are necessary that that they're they're like the dashboard of our life right and yes. when you're experiencing this emotion what is that emotion telling you it's like a check engine light there's something there's something going on and you can ignore it which we typically do because we've been told oh men don't cry. Oh, we don't feel that. Oh, don't be angry. And we stop those emotions inside of us. And you talked about vibration. Which then turn into physical symptoms. Like We're stopping these vibrations, creating all these blocks inside our body because yeah. everybody's told us to stop them rather than allowing that energy yeah. to flow through us yeah. and asking it, well, that's interesting. Exactly. What, what are you doing here? It's well, the same thing what does like that mean? Yep. Yep. Oh, and 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 it's funny how talking to your body and, and for people that have never done that before might sound completely like you said woo woo, but it's true. Why when you you can ask your body what's wrong and it might not give you words and tell you this or that, but you're going to get an idea. Oh yeah, I did have too many beers, or you know, it will remind you of. Body's not going to give you words. Your brain is going to give you words. Right. Your body is going to give you signs and symptoms like rashes or headaches or painful periods if you're a woman or constipation or diarrhea. That, that's, that, that is your body's speaking to you. So just like what you said, Robert, about the emotions, we can get curious about this. Wow, I'm covered in hives from head to toe. How interesting. And it's not always a blame thing. Again, oh, it must have been the beans or oh, it must have been the BLT sandwich. Now I'm covered in hives head to toe. Well, maybe, yes, because your digestion was turned off. Your digestion was closed for business because you were in a state that was in a tizzy. So maybe it wasn't the BLT. Maybe it was actually your nervous system that wasn't ready for the BLT. Mm. So how can we get you to a point where 
you are enjoying your life's experiences again because that is what is going to tell you that your body is safe. And when we are safe, digestion turns back on, arousal happens again. All of the functions in our body that are associated with pleasure and nourishment, nourishment on all levels, soul, mind, body, and soul nourishment, also has me thinking about what we're consuming, mind, body, and soul. Whose energy are you consuming? What are you consuming on the television? I don't. I haven't seen one of those commercials in so long, Robert, because I, I don't. I choose not to see them. Those those medicine commercials. But again, nourishment. Are you nourishing your mind, body, and soul? And what are you consuming in order to do that? Mm. And there's a time and place for everything. This is how we take our power back. This is how we stop outsourcing what we know about our body, and we start insourcing what we know about our body. Nice. I know that it is soul nourishing for me to go out to eat with my mom and enjoy a bottle of wine and have some oysters Rockefeller, and we have the best time ever. I know that it's body nourishing for me the next day to then get up and go for a walk and sweat some of that out. I also know that it's mentally nourishing for me that when I go for that walk, I listen to an inspiring podcast. Where in there is judgment? Where in there did I say, oh my gosh, now I'm feeling bloated. It must have been the Oysters Rockefeller. I can never eat those again. Oh my God, someone told me that dairy was bad and there was cheese on it. It was the dairy. Well, the power of self-talk, right? I mean, ultimately, obviously, it impacts our gut health, but it impacts our mind and it impacts our our ability to function, right? It, it, it creates limits on our on our ability to make money. It creates limits on our ability to have relationships. It creates limits. And all of these limits are false. They're, beliefs they're, is what we call them. <laughs> they're, they're, they're based on the stories that we're telling ourselves yeah. about how we're dealing with the world. And, and so many of our stories that we're telling ourselves are based on judgment yep. rather than curiosity. And, well, it's because we were taught something. Right. Somebody taught us how we should be and how we should act in order to relieve, excuse me, in order to receive safety, love, and acceptance. That's literally, if you want to be accepted in the world, you need to do this, that, 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 and that. If you want to be loved in your life, you need to look this, 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 and this. Like, if you want to be safe, these are the requirements that you have to do in order to do that. Somebody in our life before the age of seven taught us. Those and many things. and many of those lessons were not taught. Many of those lessons are caught from parents that were just doing the very best they could with the tools they had, and they weren't very good at it. Yeah. So many of the, the lessons that, that kids have been taught about what it takes to be safe, loved, and accepted yeah. were, were written very poorly. Yeah. And the irony of that is that the actions that you're doing today are those same exact dysfunctioning actions that your subconscious mind is believing is getting you safety, love, and acceptance. But again, this is how we can start to take our power back because we can start to reassess our habits. This is what, as health coaches, is what we do. We're masters of habit change. We can start to reassess our daily habits, which are driven by emotion, which emotions are driven by thoughts and thoughts are driven by beliefs right so we just reverse engineered our daily experience our habits then lead us to what we're seeing and feeling and doing every single day right? 
So if you, if you work your way backwards, it's a little bit easier to change your identity, how you identify with yourself in the world around you, which was taught to you by dysfunctioning parents before seven years old. Bless their hearts. They did the best they could. But the trauma that you experienced was not your fault, but it is your responsibility to heal it if you desire Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, That's so important. Yeah, you got to take control here and and doing it all in a day or even doing it in, you know, like just a, a four week online program, which I have one of those. I'm not bashing them. I'm just saying like you it didn't take you 30, you know, it, it took you 30 years to get sick. Don't expect 30 years to get, you know, don't expect like you, the amount of time that it took you to get to where you're at. You have to give yourself compassion and grace along the way. And that's where curiosity is really helpful, where we can start to unravel and, and crumble these habits. Oh, I have this habit every single day of doing this thing. I wonder why. Oh, because I'm feeling this way. And when I do this habit, it's creating dopamine or this adrenaline rush, which actually makes me feel better short term. But those feelings are being fed by the thoughts that I'm thinking about myself every single day, right? Those thoughts of course, are being fed by your identity, which in order to rewrite your identity and become empowered again, we've got to do some subconscious work on those limiting beliefs that you probably don't even know are there. That's the that's the most fun part about this. It can sound overwhelming, but we, we get to we get to go spelunking. Have you ever heard that term? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, so spelunking for anyone who is unaware of this is when you go cave crawling deep into the dark depths of the, you know, the scary places in this earth, right? Spelunking is when you go into caves and you go exploring with a headlamp on. And we like to say, we're going to go spelunking with you. So now you have a team of headlamps helping you see through the dark because we're not going to force you to get on our map of the world and help you navigate our caves. We're going to get on your map and we're going to help you navigate your caves that you're spelunking in because that map that you're trying to navigate the world in is there's no lights turned on or you've got one light turned on on your head. You need more light to see and understand how you're navigating through the world. And if you desire to change some of that, we got to peel back the layers slowly. And it starts very simply with becoming aware of our daily habits. And becoming aware can sometimes be the hardest part because things that are habitual become subconscious, right? It's it's They become automatic. And they've shown that I think like 98% of the time we're operating in our subconscious mind. We're, we're just living habitually all day, every day. Yeah. It's crazy uh, to think that, that your that little part of your brain's got total control and you're like, Oh no, I'm making all these choices. And, and the reality is I installed a automatic light in my stairwell and it took six months for me to stop turning the damn thing off or trying to turn it off or trying to turn it on at the top of the stairs. Yeah. Like it just, Every time you turn it off and the lights on, you're like, I flipped the switch, which I really means I turned it on because the light yep. was the automatic light was on. It's the craziest thing. Yep. Your brain is just so used to this habit and yep. and you don't realize it. Um, one of the things I did to change it, uh, you know, Tony Robbins talks about brushing your teeth with the other hand. Yep. I put my car key in the other pocket. Nice. And my gosh, it would be like I lost my mind. Yep. Like it is the most frustrating how can I not remember where that car key is? It's in my other pocket. Like it's the craziest thing. How your mind? Can we take that to gut health now, Robert? Try wiping your butt with the other hand. Okay, that's, well, like, that's like a whole new level of self-reflection. 
You've, you've challenged me. You yeah, the feelings that you feel when you're trying to wipe your butt with your non-dominant hand, man, that's that's going to show you what you need to work on next. <laughs> there, there you go. All right. I'm in. I, I, I accept the challenge. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Chelsea, you talked about the power of desire. And I, I'm, yep. I'm really, obviously, I we use the power of desire in helping people decide who who is it they want to be right who is it they want to show up as yep. and so when it comes to gut health what is what is the focus of of their being mm. that, that you want to help them see mm. that's a good question it for me what comes up is that intuitive piece and trusting your gut right it's like if you're unsure of what you desire your gut is going to tell you <laughs> But if your gut is inflamed and you've got H. pylori or SIBO and infections, it's going to be a little bit harder to listen to those subtle gut feelings if your gut is totally out of whack. So, you know, by going through the process of removing inflammation and getting your digestion turned back on, getting things flowing again, literally, so that way figuratively you can start flowing again in your life and trusting that path. So I used to say your desires lead you towards your dharma. Not a lot of people resonate with that because it has like a religious implication to it or a spiritual implication, but really it's, you know, the, your passions are your pathway. You know, that that's another way to think about it. The things that you feel excited about, the things that feel easy, and a lot of people will use the word alignment, the things that feel in alignment. And, and the way I define that is basically like, when I'm doing that thing, it's effortless. It feels expansive rather than constrictive. Mm. And that can be emotionally, but also physically. It's like this space where my body can relax, my shoulders can relax, my root uh, chakra, my pelvic floor can soften a little bit. There's a lot of pelvic health that we do, pelvic floor health that we do with gut health too, right? There's a lot of logistics down there in your root chakra that, that we got to look at, right? If you're all tight, tightened up, you know, from, from essentially your, you know, your throat chakra down to your root chakra, which is most of them, the only two left are up here. If, if that whole system isn't working, it's going to be really hard to get back into alignment. So, you know, addressing inflammation in your body is essentially like that first step in order to then be able to take that intuitive knowing to another level. And, and we play with this. It's not linear. We play with it simultaneously. And, you know, a lot of the people that I work with do sort of have um, a spiritual calling in some way, shape or form or, or some type of spiritual language that they use. And one thing that we really point to is, is noticing the signs and synchronicities in life. You know, there's, if you see something and it just feels too weird to be coincidental, then it might be synchronistic. And those synchronistic moments are another way that your reticular activating system in your brain, your RAS, is lighting up. Pay attention. Pay attention. This is important. This feels interesting. Okay. Note. Interesting. Signs and synchronicities. Simultaneously, as I'm healing the inflammation in my gut, now I can start taking empowered action. If I desire to make more money, but I'm not feeling good every day, how the hell am I going to wake up and do whatever I need to do to make more money? So if I can address my gut health and optimize how I'm feeling when I'm waking up in the morning, now I can start paying attention to those subtle synchronicities in my life, those subtle 
random downloads is what I call them, or those random thoughts in my mind that simultaneously my gut says, yes, that's right. Now I, now I can say, oh, I just had this beautiful alignment between my heart, my brain, my heart, and my gut. Now what's the next action that I'm going to take based on that alignment? Well, I think I should do this on social media, or I think I should contact that person that is an affiliate for that company. I see them doing really well. Maybe I'll reach out to them and join them in that journey. Or, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll like take action on this, um, you know, the, the extracurricular activity after work that is, is volunteer based, but maybe eventually there'll be an opportunity for pay. Like, like you can never be open to the opportunities if you're not prepared for them. That's when luck happens, right? Who's, I don't know who said Oprah said that at one point, but I, I'm not quoting her on it. Someone else said it. <laughs> luck happens when opportunity meets preparation. Right. If we're prepared for it. If we're not open to receive it, if we're just sick and tired, it's going to be harder to trust your desires. It's going to be more challenging to trust your intuition. And you're going to only see blocks along the way. So by opening your eyes to opportunities while simultaneously healing those physical symptoms that are keeping you kind of stuck or, or reliant on certain habits to make you feel better. <laughs> I kind of got on a tangent there. I hope that answered your question. But ultimately, you know, for, for us, it's we, we want at the Gut Health Agency, we want to remind you that you're worthy of your desires and that actually to receive them, it's not that hard like we've been taught to believe. You have to work really hard in order to live the American dream or whatever dream is in your mind. No, you have to work aligned. You have to work energized and you have to work expansive because mm. if you're constricted, if you're in pain or if you're suffering, it's going to be really challenging to lean mm. into everything else that you are so worthy of, innately worthy of without having to do anything else. All right, Chelsea, that's, just been fantastic and thank you so much for sharing what now we've had these entrepreneurs and business owners listening for the last hour and you want to leave them with chelsea's words of wisdom what would you share oh god i think i've dropped lots of them but trust <laughs> trust your gut trust your gut i mean all too often we listen to our brain and our brain is really not trustworthy because we're operating on 98 percent subconscious programming that was taught that was caught by dysfunctional leaders in, in our lives before we were seven years old. So trusting your gut is going to lead you back to remembering who you truly are and why you are put on this planet. It's partly why my one-on-one -on -one program is called Magic in Medicine, because we, we, we want to bring your, your magic forward again. And if you're feeling sick and tired and you're only trusting what your brain is telling you, which is convincing you that you're not worthy, that you don't have enough, that you're in scarcity mindset, that there's not enough time, money, or energy and effort to go around for everyone, your gut is gonna remind you that actually there is an abundance of time, money, and energy to go around for everybody. And that will then lead you in the next right step, taking mm -hmm. baby steps to get there and trusting it along the way. Chelsea, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing what such wonderful wisdom and and I hope that uh, certainly if there's listeners listening that have you know that touched by this that they'll reach out and 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 try to learn more from you. So thank if you. Gut, if your gut is calling you to reach out, connect with me on Instagram. It's Chelsea Haynes Coaching, or send me an email at thegutheltheagency.com. It's you know it's 
Don't don't let your brain overpower that initial gut feeling. There you go. If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. If you're struggling with stress, feel like life is out of control, run out of time before your to-do list is finished, well, we have a gift for you. Stop by addvaluemindset.com and claim your free gift today. In our next episode, Caitlin Drago and Robert talk about her journey from stage as an actor to stage as a keynote speaker, how the tools of improv create great team building and communication strategies for teams and leaders. Caitlin shares some great tips for listening and supporting conversations.